Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, it's Suze McLeod here with the Village Church Q&A podcast. We are back again talking about the coronavirus. This time, Pastor Michael, we're talking about quarantine because I'm seeing this in myself. Quarantine is exposing myself and my family, not exposing to the virus. I'm talking about the internal exposure that's that's coming out, the good and the bad, right? Both are coming out of me. What do I do with this? So the the people of God are a self-reflective people. Always mm-hmm. have been, always should be. Mm-hmm. And the crazy of American culture up up until uh, this last month or two, it is so insane that mm-hmm. the ability for Americans to stop and reflect and consider and to think, it's like a lost art. Mm-hmm. And so you have like a, in the, not the sort of the fringes of evangelicalism, you have these more contemplative preachers or um, people just advocating for a slower lifestyle, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're on the fringes because their voice is almost impossible to obey mm-hmm. with the pace of this life and culture. Mm-hmm. So the art of reflection and stopping and Sabbath, it's like, it's, it's almost impossible. Even when you think about church staff and how we think about Saturday night services and right? Sunday. It's crazy. And, yeah. We don't do Saturday night services. Right. Thankfully. Well, until this past church. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. So what's happening though is when people stop, mm-hmm. they reflect. So like Yahweh Old Testament puts in a Sabbath and mm-hmm. lets them do almost nothing. You're just forced to be, to be with him, to be with people, to be in the synagogue or the temple, wherever you might be, to be with your family, to open up scripture. Mm-hmm. You're You're almost forced to this, but it actually makes you face people. Makes you look him in the eyes. So what what God injected into the rhythm of His people has been almost this forced weekly rhythm of stopping that made us kind of just take stock of what was. But unfortunately, there are some families. I would say ninety eight percent of them that haven't taken stock in years, and we've just been going. I mean, thinking about like family dinner, right? That's not even happening in the Christian church that much anymore. Right. And when you think about just rhythms and schedules and moms mm-hmm. and dads working and mm-hmm. then just the reality of virtual life allows you to work anywhere, anytime, all the time. And we're yep. seeing that in new new phases right now. But so the, the Christian is called to be a self-reflecting person. I want to read mm-hmm. a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. The Apostle Paul is talking to a fairly dysfunctional church, mm-hmm. the Corinthian church, just lots of issues. Oh, yeah. They needed guidance. So... It's it's been interesting because it's been really hard for people for the for Christians over the last two thousand years to figure out what Paul means here specifically, but we know what he means generally. So here's what he says: Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? Exclamation point. Like, but here here's the point. He's even talking about look at your life, take stock, test yourself, mm-hmm. put yourself under the under the uh, magnifying glass, and what do you see? Is the spirit in you? Mm-hmm. Are you doing spiritual things? Do you love God? Now we don't know what questions. Like he didn't give us like a, a ten point test where we can fill in the blanks or do a scantron. So we don't actually know what he what the questions are that you're supposed to ask yourself. It's almost irrelevant at this point. He's saying basically like you. We are just a reflective people. I'm reflecting on the state of my heart, on my life. Uh, you open up the Psalms and David's approach to just meditation and self-reflection. Lord, examine mm-hmm. my heart. You know mm-hmm. my ways. You know my motivations. 
Uh, we could just go on and on and on. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stop with the with that part of it now and just just say you're probably learning in this time of quarantine about the real state of your marriage. Mm. <laughs> you're learning whether or not you actually really like your kids. Because you are kind of around them all the time now. Yep. You don't really have a choice. You're probably, but you, I mean me, you, yeah. I, we, in all general, of us, yeah, everybody. General. You're probably realizing whether or not you've raised them well. Oh, interesting. You're probably realizing how, how much of a slob they are. <laughs> how well they're taking direction. How self-led they are. Uh, if they have learning disabilities, that's a whole nother level of like, uh, just a like compassion that I have. Especially for, for moms these moms that are now homeschooling and seeing mm-hmm. you've I've seen a lot of memes that were like refer to now you understand that teachers are underpaid. <laughs> like yeah. all of these ideas. Because yep. these parents are like doing five hours of learning with their kids totally. for middle school. It's a lot of work. Yep. We could shift gears to dads. So a part of a male man's rhythm who if the mom's at home with the kids mm-hmm. or um, there's a handful of families who do that still. And, um, and so the dad now is home. Yeah. Many dads don't work from home. And so now you're realizing how easily irritated you are. You're working on top of each other. You had your own office. You, you had your own rhythms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were important in your office, maybe. Mm-hmm. People respected you. Mm-hmm. And you might be on a phone call with a client or your boss or somebody who works for you. And right. your wife's chiming in over here and your kid's interrupting. They don't care how important you are. Right. Like in your home, your dad, your husband, you're, right. you're just a dude, you know? I think we're finding the things we took stock in, we can't really take stock in anymore in a quarantine. I take stock in relationship. Like I get filled up from that. And now I'm not actually able to have people over. I mean, like anyone who's willing to break the law or the (laughs) rules, I'm actually going, oh, I don't, I don't care, (laughs) which is showing something else about me. Right. Right. But we're all yeah. judging you yeah. right now. You can no, judge I mean, me. Yeah, judge away. No, you're... But it is showing like the things that we value for me, the things I valued the most. Correct. And I, I would just say this is a great time to take t- take stock. And also it's a great time to hit the reset button because mm. life will go back to normal yep. eventually. Mm-hmm. And when it does, it doesn't change the real state of things. Yes. So you might get busier. You might get more distracted. You could put it off. But I would encourage... Um, a couple things. Number one would be uh, create intentional rhythms that prioritize your relationship with God. Mm. Uh, number two, get on the same page with your spouse if you're married. Because you will never, ever be able to create intentional rhythms with your children until you and the person who's in your home 24-7 hours a day now yeah. with you are, like, unified. And so before you even, like, focus on your kids, I mean, you got to do stuff with the kids. You got to get school going and doing yeah. all the stuff you're doing. but. One of the most important things is for you to sit down with your husband or wife and just say, let's just talk. Um, put yourself in the bedroom. Tell the kids to go yeah. away. Tell them you just guys got to yeah. talk. You got to work stuff out. And mm-hmm. online counseling, I happen to be married to a counselor who's moving her entire practice online right now. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and so those are those are things that like there are amazing people who love you and want to support you. Mm. Also, though, one of the challenges is she also owns a flower shop. So counseling and flowers are considered luxuries. You know what I mean? So right. what's also exposing in many families is your income is going to be massively adjusted almost mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And so that also exposes worry and anxiety and your community and your resources and financial habits. Yeah, and- so, but it really does expose, for me, it exposes what do I really need? I was telling someone recently, we were going to get new blinds in the bed. Like I had this list of all the oh, things yeah. I want before the baby comes. I actually made it for my husband and I was like, we're going to buy this, this, and this, and this. And some of it is necessary. We had to upgrade the car mm-hmm. to have the space. But we don't need blinds for the bedroom. Right. Right. So like this type of crisis exposes 
my actual needs yep. and my desires and wants. Yeah, when you're in when you're in any kind of un- future uncertainty, you yes. you say no to the perks and privileges, and mm-hmm. and that's normal and good. And when there's excess, you're able to do that, and that's mm-hmm. fine. And so, as a church, we had to say we had to put pause on a two hundred thousand dollar internal renovation of our kids' wing. Well, yeah. no one's in there, right? You know what I mean? We don't even know when we're going to get back in there. So why right. am I going to pump? you know, 200K into that. That's right. that's, a, that's a nauseating thought. Yeah. But the big picture is, uh, number one, your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. How is your time in the Word? Take time alone. If it has to be at night or before your kids get up, do it. Uh, how's your time with your husband or wife? Mm-hmm. Do it. If you're single, um, here's what's happening. Your addictions are being exposed. Oh, interesting. So if you're an alcoholic and nobody knows about it, I mean, this is anybody, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. about particularly, um, you're you may run out of access to the things that you Mm -hmm. have been addicted to, or if it's like a porn addiction, then you're going to be exposed to just you and yourself. And there's no accountability. There's nowhere to go. There's no one to talk to. And, and so there's a lot of downward spirals that I'm expecting by the end of this, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of cleanup in terms of um, souls and relationships and addictions, uh, all that kind of stuff. Let us, I I would say as an encouragement, let us let it change us for the good. Amen. So that it just you made me think of. Uh, I got negative. I, right? I, do need, I do need you to chime in and <laughs> like, go upswing, Michael. Like, Get like, positive. <laughs> Thirteen years ago, I came back from a two month trip to Cairo, Egypt, and it was a couple months in Egypt, and it really affected me. When I opened my closet, when I got back, I was just like overwhelmed with all the things I owned, mm. and. Praise the Lord, he helped me to see that, and I emptied out a lot of stuff. Now we're 13 years later. Yeah. So it's easy to forget those types of experiences. So I would just say, let it change you, whatever that means. Maybe um, for me, I'm realizing that in order to stop worrying, I actually have to just keep serving, Yep. which is really, I want to just keep taking care of Suze and Suze's kids and her husband, but I'm supposed to actually be reaching out to the, these other people and taking yeah. care of them. And it actually takes my eyes off myself. So now I'm like, I need to do this outside of crisis. Yep. Amen. And this is, it's interesting because as we're being exposed, we also are being exposed in terms of like what, who we serve most. Mm. And I, here's just a simple question that I think is really good for most people to ask. Who have you reached out to specifically and made a difference in their life while they've been in quarantine? Just one person. So uh, right before I got here, um, my daughter was telling me that uh, she said, I have a list from mom. And I said, well, what's your list? And she said, I need to call three people a day. And I said, I mean, she's in sixth grade. I was like, why are you calling three people a day? And she says, well, she wants me to keep connected to people and to take care of people. Aww. So here's my, my sixth grader. Yeah. Right. And all the ladies in my house, except for my, my, well, except for Via, my middle one, they don't like phone calls. You know what I mean? That's like, oh, I hate calling people on the phone. Right. Yeah. But, you know, um, so she's like uh, connecting with friends. Like fa- the Facebook Messenger has these really fun, they're actually a blast, interactive games. Oh, yeah. And so we're just trying to inject. I didn't even know Brian was doing that. I was so proud of her. I was like, oh, girl, that was awesome. You know? Yeah. My time, to be honest, is spent almost 24-7 sleeping and getting our church purely right. digital. You're so in that's work, a, work mode yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I'm hoping it's like a week and a half of, oh, I lose my mind, and then we can just kind of yeah. calm down or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, so who, one person, mm-hmm. who have you reached out to that's not your mom and dad? That's easy. That's, mm-hmm. that's biological impulse. Mm-hmm. Who, your neighbors, have you talked to them? Have you reached out? Two of them. Yeah, good job. Um, well, it's because... I want to still see them. It's selfish. <laughs> well, I honestly, I'm like, are you go, really going to do this? Go with, 
all serving to some degree is selfish. Like we have these biological things inside of us created to make us feel good when we do good things. But that's the genius of God. Right. We people don't get this. They're like, oh, I can't serve. I'm like, you're actually wired to be happier when you give your life away. God's wired it this way. Mm-hmm. Is it selfish? Eh, to agree, but you're actually following the rhythms that God has designed in your body. So lean mm-hmm. into that. So this time of reflection, is a, it is just a good time to ask questions. Prioritize your soul. Mm. Prioritize your marriage. Uh, prioritize then your kids and then the least in your life. Use the digital mechanisms that you have. Redeem the time. Um, I do believe the, one, the way I've been thinking about my time in this is that I am going to be uh, – I'm going to give an accounting for how I've stewarded my soul. Mm-hmm. How I've stewarded my kids. You know that I've been thinking about how to like restructure my life so I can have more mm-hmm. prioritized time with my kids and mm-hmm. um, how, I sh- how I've uh, stewarded my wife in this mm-hmm. uh, and then how I've stewarded our church. Yeah. So like those are things that like I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be accountable. This is a season yeah. where I believe I'm going to be held accountable for how I do things. Now, there are some things that come up that just honestly say everything else has to go on hold because I got to deal with this thing. And it right. might be in me. It might be in my kids. Um, mm-hmm. There might be my wife. Like you need me. Okay. <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to take care of the church and do everything else, but I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into this thing right here and right now. So maybe the widow wondered how she was going to eat next when she gave all she had. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so good. I've just been thinking about that. Like I've been thinking about some of the heroes of the faith, like Corey Ten Boom, who hid people. And I've been thinking about people who took people in through the Underground Railroad, like just different scenarios where I'm like, these people poured out when it was really uncomfortable, really inconvenient and a huge actual sacrifice. Yep. And what is Sue's willing to do? What are you willing to do? What are we... What are we willing to sacrifice? Yep. Is we, it the food in our deep freezer? Like yep. we almost asked, we almost did a question here about hoarding, mm-hmm. and uh, the answer is just simple: it's get what you need, and if you have any extra, give it away if you can. Yeah. Help people out right now. I, you know, again, right now at the time of this recording, that's mm-hmm. not an issue. People are yeah. hoarding, no doubt. But yeah, most people have enough. The government's providing meals in different ways, so good. But we don't know how this thing evolves, and um, your your test of your ability to love people and to trust God for the future that could be that could be reality. And whether or not it's coronavirus, it might be something fifty years from now. You know? Totally. So quarantine. Here's the question: Is exposing myself and my family, the good and the bad. What do I do with this? Uh, Self reflect, confess, repent to the mm. Lord and to people, create new rhythms that prioritize God. Yeah, my family. And other people. And enjoy this season. It's different. Redeem it. The anxiety part, that's the hard one. Because that's going to be, I think, a huge thing for a lot of people. Um, Lots of anxiety. It's because it's not physical. You can't take anxiety and go put it out of the house and then be like, oh, okay, I swept it off the porch. Yep. It's It's inside of you. Mm -hmm. The only antidote is to cast your anxiety on the Lord. Mm. Who cares for you? Which I think a concrete way to do that for me as I've shared in a previous episode, I'm going into having a baby. There's already new stipulations being put on the hospitals yeah. regularly. Like you can't even have more than one support person at this point. Mm-hmm. And that might change in the next week and a half. I don't know, two weeks. So that's affecting a lot of pregnant women as they're going into birth. I'm already talking to people who don't get to have a doula now and they mm-hmm. don't get to have... It's just, it's a scary thing to avoid anxiety. For me, the concrete way is to stop actually thinking about the thing that's going to cause it. So you and I have talked about how you have this amazing ability to like solve problems, but like think of 10 solutions to one problem. I actually am not even allowed to drive there right now with some of my problems Mm. because if I start driving in that direction, Mm. I get, I get weary and anxious. 
So what you're doing is you're evaluating, you're self-reflecting. People who don't like to think. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to be a, a hard nightmare. time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, let me let me close this with saying one big encouragement. Um, there's It's a negative encouragement, a positive. Find digital media that mm. you can download and it will help grow you. Avoid becoming addicted to television and movies. That's my big thing. Um, substitute. Substitute endless hours of video games and movies with somehow things that build you up spiritually. Mm. So with that, we're going to come back. We're going to answer more questions. And um, I'm not going to tell you what they are because quite honestly, we don't know what they're going to be next. So join us next time as we go after more of your questions on the Village Church Q&A podcast. Mm-hmm.